I'm Sandra. And I'm Linda. And welcome, welcome to Crash City. City. We're back after quite a break. The break was my fault. <laughs> the break was my fault. I got crazy busy. And it was Lin- no one's fault. Yeah. Well, I'm the reason that we had to take a break from doing the podcast. Well, I mean, technically that is true. Yes. And we've definitely had... Um, some clamoring from the fans. All you crush heads, we've heard you. We're back. This is going to be better than ever. We're not rusty. <laughs> no, surely not. <laughs> I've been practicing in my car. Oh, good. In my shower. I'm practicing in my thoughts all the time. At home alone. Constantly thinking about my romantic future and crushes. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of that, I was talking to our dear friend Allie, who's in the next room. Yes. Recently, because um, we were at a Home Depot or Lowe's, because uh, I was doing this project, and I walked by a very cute guy with a beard, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many cute people in here, because there were, and she was like, what? And I was like, what, are you not noticing? And she's like, no. And I was like, no, every time I go anywhere into any room, I look to see who the cutest people are and who I have crushes on, and she said, that sounds exhausting. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't choose the crush life. Yeah, that reminds me of... I don't do it as much anymore, but I remember, like, years ago when I was younger, like, college age, I used to do this thing where whenever I was in a room, I would pick out who I would want to kiss the most in the room. Okay, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. And then one time, I kissed this one guy, and then I told him later about this habit, and I was like, and you were the one that I picked. And he was like, oh, good to know. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't, he wasn't as charmed by it. As I thought he would be. You know what? He should have been. I reject his reaction, not you. you saying it. Honestly, that's very healing in this moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I, at first I was like, oh, Sandra, don't do that. And then I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. That's a nice thing to say. Yeah. I would love to hear that about myself from yeah. anyone. I think also, to be fair to him, he was a little unnerved because... At the time when I met him, he was wearing a fake mustache that was oh. very unattractive, like purposely unattractive. And so mm-hmm. he was kind of like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, still liked it. Um, yeah. So I used to do something very similar. And I still do to a, probably a lesser extent. Yeah. It's truly everywhere I go. Yeah. I just kind of figured everyone did that, but I guess they don't. No, probably not. What? But that's why... You and I are hosting a podcast about crushes and not everyone else. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So sometimes we do this at the beginning of the episode. Sometimes we do it at the end. Today, we're going to start off with it. Linda, do you have a crush of the week? I do. Um, It's kind of bonkers. I love that. Okay. So this happened recently a couple days ago. I was at the grocery store and I was just like... Shopping for all my stupid stuff, and I only had a couple things in a basket, and I was, like, walking to the self-checkout, and then, lo and behold, I saw the cutest boy in the whole store unloading his groceries onto, a, uh, like, the grocery conveyor belt, not on the self-checkout. Okay. And I just, like, without even consciously deciding, my body just started walking there. And I just ended up getting in this very long grocery store line just so I could be by the cute guy. Uh Uh-huh. And in case we talked. Yeah. uh, Instead of actually going to the self-checkout. And we did not talk. 
You're right. Uh, uh, yeah. But he had very curly hair. He had that curly hair that comes down as bangs in the front. Ugh. That's... My constant struggle is whether I will ever do that to my hair. <gasps> yes. Why not? Because curly bangs are... Oh, the hottest. They're on the hottest, but they're also a trick. They're a trick that a lot of curly people fall, haired people fall into. Because it doesn't always work. I don't know that I've ever seen bad curly bangs. I feel like you and I very specifically have had this conversation where it's like... Oh, such a temptation. You can't fall into it. Um, okay, well, if we did, and I'm not saying we didn't, then I think I've changed my position because oh. I think that you just have to go for it with the curly bangs. And it's the confidence that pulls you through. Curly bang, I- bang icons right now. Natasha Leone from yes. Russian Doll. Yes. Jenny Slate. Yes. Other models that I've seen yeah, on the lots internet. Of models. Right. Uh, there's a, someone who works at a local coffee place, mm, yeah. and she has the best curly bangs. I see them out all the time now. Yeah. I think that now that it's more of a thing, it's like, your odds of it looking good are better. Right. Whereas before, my memory of, like, bad curly bangs was, like, before when people just had bad curly hair. Right. Or, like, curly hair and straight bangs. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely tried to do that once or twice in high school. Of course, everyone did. Yeah. Early 2000s, straighteners sure. were dangerous. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we did not talk. Right. But so then I, since I, I knew pretty quick we weren't going to talk. <laughs> so I started inspecting his groceries to see like, you single? <laughs> mm-hmm. See, here's where you and I differ because I would have been inspecting his groceries for red flags. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because I always forget to check if people are single. Oh, that's my constant question, which is outrageous because you can't ever know. Right. Based on anything. Right. Um, so he had flowers in the cart. Oh. Which, you know, could mean like he wanted fall flowers in his house or yeah. like he had someone to give flowers to. Yeah. He also had like a bottle of wine and like. Mm, ingredients for a nice meal. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then a lot of can or like a lot of packs of tuna. Oh, no, that's interesting. So what it looked like to me, if I had to make an assessment, it could very well have been I'm making dinner for someone, but also I'm getting some groceries for me for the week. Yeah. Because it was like 5 p.m., which would have been perfect timing. Sure. Then you can like get it cooking, and they can come over and help you, and you open the bottle of wine. We could have done that together is maybe what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. Also, we had really good glasses, which you know means something special to me. Means a lot to me, too. I think it's like one of the most attractive things a a guy can rock. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my crush of the week. Fleeting. Bleeding. The problem is that I have deleted all of my apps. Like since the last since the last recording, mm-hmm. I've they've all been deleted. Um, like I haven't gone back for like what? What has it been? Like a month? Yeah, I've at least a month since we last recorded. So I've been telling people I'm referrals only. <laughs> I like it. Which really means I just haven't been on any dates. So now I'm even more like, oh, I'd love to run into someone at a grocery store mm-hmm. and do it that way. But I also don't want to ever initiate a conversation. This is where, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the pod or not, but I've definitely told you this before. So mm-hmm. I'm going to reiterate what I think is a good strategy for you. Okay. Do you know what I'm going to say? Is it about the cards? Yes! 
You need cards with your name and number on them. I have cards with my name and number on them. On the very slim off chance that you ever run into a stranger that you would love to hear from again and you want an easy, quick, not embarrassing way of like telling them that. You have your name and number printed on a card and you just say, hey, here's my card. I really support you doing this and other people doing this, but I think that I am not even close to being okay with any form of rejection that that Mm. invites. Yeah. But I could have just slipped it in the bag and then be like, oh, I didn't see it in the bag. (laughs) I'd rather... rather... (laughs) Yeah, but you know if you're afraid of rejection in any form, that's just dating in general. Well, maybe that's why I'm not dating. I I think that's my point. (laughs) Oh, well, on that note, who's your crush of the week? Oh, well, speaking of rejection... (laughs) I don't have a good crush of the week because... For several reasons, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I've had an incredibly busy, like, two months. Um, I recently moved, so I had to pack my whole house. I sprained my ankle, so that, like, delayed things. I went home to Texas for Mm. a week because my brother got married. I've been moving into a new house. So, there's just been a lot going on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, that's one reason why I really haven't done any dating in a while. Mm-hmm. The other reason is that a while ago I went on like a really fantastic date mm-hmm. and I hadn't been on one of those in a very long time, you know, like I've always been on just like fine right, dates right. or, you know, whatever dates mm-hmm. or a lot of bad dates. Mm-hmm. And this one was fantastic. And so there was a little part of me that was like, this is it. Never have to go on a bad date again. I just went on a fantastic one. Glory days ahead. And (laughs) that was not the case. (laughs) Not the case at all. Uh, Yeah. Have not nailed down that situation. And it's like looking like it's never going to be nailed down, which is fine. That is life. Yeah. Um, But I'm still just kind of like being like, oh, okay. So that glorious thing that I thought could have been a thing isn't going to be a thing. And I guess I have to get back out there, sadly. Um, so I just did a bunch of swiping yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, this is the time to swipe, though. This is the season of crushes. Let me tell oh. you, swiping, starting swiping again was very depressing. Oh. It just wasn't great. Um, no one looks appealing. It was one of those things where it's just like, I feel like no one seems appealing on the internet anymore. And... Um, fun fact, I came across a profile of someone that I went on a date with once and it was like a good date, you know, mm-hmm. and I came, and I came across their profile again mm-hmm. and I looked at their profile and I was like, if I didn't know that I had a good date with you, I would swipe left on this. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which also is kind of a, like illuminating. It's something I've always known about myself, but it's making even more clear that, like, my standards and expectations may be too strict. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's really, it's a really weird balance that I walk because I really do feel that I have, I judge harshly and I have high standards and strict expectations. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, when I list them out, they feel so basic and low. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Well, maybe that's the problem with the app is there's so many people you have to like weed them out and you're not thinking about it clearly or thinking about it as like, I need to shave this down and not, you know, I don't know. You're like looking for ways to count people out. And here's the other big problem is that like, this is going to, I don't know if this sounds sexist or not. I don't think it is, but Guys, I think, make dating apps incredibly difficult to use because they are very bad at dating apps. That is true. I do agree. And it's like, if you would just be better Mm -hmm. at making yourself look good, Mm -hmm. this whole process would be so much easier. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to tell the difference between the good guys and the lame guys. Because even the good guys make themselves look lame. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no. And so then you find yourself... Giving lame guys, guys that seem lame, you find yourself like, maybe I'll give them a chance, because what if they're a good guy? And then most of the time, they're not. They're lame, like you thought they were. Listen, this is why (laughs) I want to meet someone in the wild. Yeah. Meeting someone in the wild scares me, too, though. Because, at least with the apps, I can, like, go into a date with a certain level of, like, I know we share the same political values, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I know he's not homophobic Mm -hmm. or at least he says he's not, you know, like, um, I know he has like one similar interest, you know, like you go in things with like at least those minimums guaranteed. And if you're only meeting people in the wild, you don't have any of those minimums guaranteed. See, I think this is actually revealing to me how all of my decisions are feelings based uh-huh. Which is very difficult as a highly anxious person, but also because of, for me, it's like I can't, I can't go on a, or agree to go on a date with someone until I have a vibe from them and I, it's mm. the right, I have the right feeling about it. Yeah, which is harder to get on an app without. Oh, I think it's impossible to get on an app. Yeah, for me at least. Sometimes I can if I talk for a while and I'm like, yeah, this seems like it would go well. Yeah, but in the wild, it's like okay, I at least know that we've talked. In these ways, and I'm interested in talking to you in this way again. Mm-hmm. Because I... Yeah. So it's like, that's how I would choose. It's just that I'm not... I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm not out yeah. and about in places where I can really meet people. No, absolutely. I mean, that's why I think the apps are a cruel necessity for me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't want to be single and celibate. Like, I choose... I do not want that life for myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to meet someone... Staying in my house watching TV with you. <laughs> as Hold on, sorry. I'm moving the mic. Okay. As much as I love doing that. Right. You know, that would, I'm guaranteed to not meet someone that way. Well, maybe we need an activity. <sighs> a weekly, a weekly outing. Yeah. Like, like what would that be? Everything that like I can think of feels like things that I hate doing. Oh, <laughs> what? Like, I mean, I, I want to think past bars. Bars, part of it. Or they're like very outdoorsy activities. I was thinking like something outside, but I don't even like being outside. I don't like it either. I can't. Oh. The problem for me is that even when I am out and about and I see someone like target detected. Yeah. It's like I never talk to anyone. So. Is What's, that a new thing? Because I feel like you used to be 
talk to everyone kind of person. No, yeah, well, when I was drinking. (laughs) I don't always think when you're drinking, though. Really? Well, maybe it's when I have someone else with me. Maybe. But I don't feel like I often initiate. I feel like someone, people talk to me. That could be it. But I don't think that's happening to me as much. Mm -mm. Which I blame on aging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, I don't know. You need to start observing me more. I think, oh, my stomach keeps grumbling, <laughs> and I just ate dinner, and it's really disconcerting. It's settling, it's settling. <laughs> I hate that. Unlike us, it's settling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I spend plenty of time observing you. Like, Well, am I, are people still talking to me? Yes. Okay, well, then I just need to ramp it up. I need to get those cards. I think you need to get those cards. I need to get the cards. Maybe if I have them, I'll actually use them. I think so. Now, I say that as someone who has the cards and never uses them. But I also don't, I think, like as many people as you do. That's a really good point. I do like a lot more people than you do. Yeah. It would have been very handy recently with a Lyft driver who was driving a Tesla. Well, the first time I ever told you to get the cards was when you had an incredibly flirty interaction with a Lyft driver. I have so many flirty interactions with Lyft drivers. And you were like, oh, this Lyft driver was so cute. I wish I would have, like... Oh, she would have exchanged numbers. And I was like, you need a card! He was the one we held hands at the end. Yeah! <laughs> Which I guess not everyone is doing either. Hmm. Okay, well, maybe I'll get the cards. Ugh. They're real small. You get them from moo.com. The, pro- the other problem is that I do not carry a purse. But this is jacket season, so I'll have more room. And you keep them in your wallet. My wallet isn't really set up for that. We can find space in your wallet. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm Again. Just, I'm just throwing out excuses. These are very small, and you don't need, like, a whole stack. You just need at least one in your wallet at all times. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's an, okay. Unless you're, if, unless you get in the habit of giving out multiple a day. Maybe when I go out <laughs> yeah. in the evenings. I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be, like, a huge stack of cards. It's, like, one or two. Do I have time to make them before my birthday? No. That's probably for the best. But, I mean, you could always just write your number on a slip of paper and keep it in your wallet, you know? That's true. It doesn't have to be a printed card. Or I'll I think carry something... a marker, and, I'll, and so I'll keep you prepared to write it on their hand. You like... can't do that. Why? Here's why you can't do that. Maybe I'm putting my anxieties on you in this moment, uh-huh. but you'll always, if you never hear from them, you'll always wonder, like, what if the marker rubbed off? But maybe that's what I need so I won't feel rejected. You would prefer the the, like crazed unknown than like the solid known rejection i honestly don't know but i think so oh we're so different in that way i absolutely rejection doesn't scare me that much but the idea of never knowing what happened truly terrifies me to the core see if i don't know what happened i can just make up what i think happened or what i wanted to happen yeah. Because of my, which I are, my deep fantasy life anyway. Yeah. Where I'm always like creating scenarios or different things that I want or wish had happened. Hmm. So it's really not that much different than my baseline normal. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. We're getting pretty dark on Crush City lately, but that's okay. We're in a, I'm in a dark place. All feelings are welcome in Crush City. <laughs> Thanks. I just think, remember, like, the, the movie trope, like, writing on the hand. 
Sure. In a I movie. Mean, like I said, if that if that go for the movie moment. If that doesn't frighten you, get a mini Sharpie to keep in your wallet. Yeah. Oh yeah. A keychain one. Yeah. A keychain Sharpie. You're so practical, Sandra. That's what I'm best at. Um <laughs> That's what that's what all the boys love is the practicality right. <laughs> that I bring to the table. <laughs> oh well, you know that. Today or yesterday was the beginning of Scorpio season. And you're a Scorpio? Of which is my sign. Oh, does that mean good things for you? I think so. I've been feeling um, very on top of my game. <laughs> very, like, ready to be in the world. Nice. More than I have been. Nice. Uh, I went out last night and I was, like, scamming. Okay. Any luck? No, I didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like if... I wanted to, I could. Yeah. Um, okay, I just had a thought. We can cut this out if we need to. Okay. Um, we're going to be at a fundraising event this weekend. We are. Right? For your workplace. Yes. Um, if this gets published before then, should people come? It's up to you. I can publish it. Should they come? Should they come? Okay. Is it, can people buy tickets at the door? Oh, yeah, I think. Like or like online right before. Yeah. Yeah. So, where let's let's advertise it to our X amount of listeners that are that very may not be in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. That may not be in Nashville and probably already know us, but you know, it never hurts. Okay, yeah. well, I actually have two events to push. Okay, let's push them. Okay, the first one is this Saturday, October 26th, fundraiser for the nonprofit I work for called Open Table Nashville. Uh, it's like our big annual fundraiser each year. Yeah. There'll be uh, hors d'oeuvres and drinks and video and a really cool silent auction. So maybe they should go to your website for should details. You go to opentablenashville.org slash event. Great. And you can get details there or on our Facebook page. And then the other event that's coming up is on December 7th. The contributor, the other nonprofit, I, profit, nonprofit <laughs> I work for is having a photography show. Oh. Um, and there's going to be dinner, and we gave a lot of disposable cameras to people who sell the paper. And they took photos, and we're going to choose 50 of them to put in the show. Like and, a gallery. Yeah, and so they'll be there. Their customers will be there. It's going to be a fun, cool night. Okay. And so that one's free. Awesome. So, and what was the date of that again? December 7th, Saturday. It's part of the art crawl. Day after downtown. my birthday. Yes, we did that on purpose. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. You're welcome. Um, okay, so uh, my the reason I bring that up is, number one, I needed to ask you, what am I supposed to wear to this thing? And then number two, perhaps, perchance, <laughs> this is this is an event that people might be at that we might want to... Oh, that's a good point. Um, that's funny you say that, too, because I've already... I couldn't sleep the other night, and I was thinking of all the scenarios and ways I could meet crushes at this event, right. so maybe they'll come true. Yeah. Um, you're in your element. Yes, You I'm have confident. a common, common interest. Yeah, I have a responsibility to talk to people. Oh, you? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you can pretty much wear anything. It's, like, at Union Station, which is a really nice place for an event, uh-huh. but it's also with people... Who aren't fancy people. What are you going to be wearing? A dress. Okay. That velvet black dress with the long sleeves. With the sheer sleeves? No. The other one. The other one. Got it. Okay, good. Good. I'll start planning my so like, But it's really like, it's also just a crowd full of people who are like, yeah, not super concerned. Right. Okay. Um, 
Another opportunity that I think has proven ripe for meeting new people mm-hmm. in the past is Halloween. Okay, yes. Also, don't forget that the day after Halloween, or the couple days after, is the best time for Craigslist misconnections. Except, Linda. What? That doesn't exist anymore. Misconnections exist. They th- I thought they took it down. No, the personals are taken down. Misconnections are still there. Hmm, that's interesting. I've read them within the last month. Well, then I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly want to double check, but I know I read them recently. Okay. Um... But yeah, Halloween's a great time to meet people, but it's also tricky because mm-hmm. you don't actually know what you're getting. No, you sure don't. You can meet someone that's like super cool and then you go out with them a week later and they're not an alien. Yeah. So it's a risk. But but it's really good for conversation starters. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also feel like, one, you have a built-in conversation starter, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, but also, everyone's a little more loose. Even more yeah. loose than they are on, like, a party night or, like, a drinking night or at right. a bar. It's just, like, Halloween brings out the silliness, the looseness, the fun atmosphere in everyone. Yes, and I think it's just, like, full of people who don't take themselves too seriously. Like, if right. you're going to put on a costume and go out, it's like, you're not taking yourself too seriously, yeah. which is a good crowd. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we need to maybe keep that as a goal when we go out on Halloween. That's a really good idea. We could also come up with a list of, like, hottest costumes or just, like, coolest... Other people's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the ones we see out where it's like, oh, that's cute. Like, you look good. Like... Yeah. You know, crushiest yeah. costumes. I, unfortunately, have picked kind of an unattractive outfit this year. But, oh, well. I don't think so. I think it's very clearly supposed to be unattractive. I think it's cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I think you're going to look cool and, like, I certainly funny. don't, but I'm excited about it nevertheless. Uh-huh. I mean, I bought my skirt in the kids' section of Target. Yeah, but you're going to look cool. You think? Yeah. Oh, good. I want 100%. Good. I want to look cool. Yeah. I just want to be cool. Yeah. I've had quote-unquote sexy Halloween costumes, and I've had very not-sexy Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. and... Never made a difference either way. So now I just have learned, you know, not to stress about. Remember when I would only dress as different kid (laughs) characters and things? And you said, Linda, it's okay to look hot on Halloween. (laughs) And then I wore a crop top the next year and I did look hot. Yeah. You just needed the permission. I did. But the problem is that so much about my self uh-huh. is like child shaped. Yeah. Yeah, but that's exactly why you have to go in the other direction. Like child versions of No, that's why you can't be child <laughs> versions. It's because you're already child shaped. Well, it's like to me it's like if you have red hair and then you go through all the redheaded characters, that was me being different children. No. <laughs> that was that is upsetting. <laughs> Listen, it didn't work out for me. Can we run through your child Halloween costumes? Yeah, I was uh, Olive from Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, which was a good costume. It I was a, a good lot costume, like her. but that's like that's not even like like that's a that's a young child. <laughs> I looked exactly like her. Yeah, uh, I was Carl from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. 
Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Um. Matilda. No, no, Harriet the Spy. I'm thinking of Harriet the Spy. Yes. And maybe it was just those three that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. But that's three years. Right. Right. And then, <coughs> um, you were Teen Witch, which isn't a yeah. child, but also isn't an adult. Isn't an adult. No, she's definitely a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. And looks, you know, the outfit looked right. like it. Yeah. What what Halloween costumes have you felt hot in? Well, I was a tooth fairy. Goth tooth fairy. Well, I was both. Oh, yeah, you've done both light yeah. and dark. Yes. <laughs> but that one had, like, that, that crop top and the skirt. I think you were sexier as the goth tooth fairy. Interesting, because the guy I was dating at the time did not agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You had a choker made out of floss. It was very cool. It was cool. He was not cool. Remind me? Which one? Can you give me a hint? Which that guy? was the 16-hour first date. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not cool. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah it wasn't me. Yeah. Um. What else did I look hot? Oh, when I was Cruella. That was a oh, hot costume. Yeah, absolutely. I was dragging that coat. coat around all night. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, last year's Ariana Grande, and that's a cute yeah. little no, hot costume. No, you're right. Those, those were very sexy. Basically wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Good years. Good years. What were your sexiest Halloween costumes? There's not many that I would actually say are sexy. The only one that I think could kind of be sexy was when I was Reese Witherspoon. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. From um, Big Little Lies season one. Yeah. And it's the outfit where she's like in just a white tuxedo shirt and little pink heels. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the eye mask over her head and... Um, so I had like a blonde wig on, being a blonde, kind of fun, yeah. no pants also. Our friend Allie thought you were actually blonde. Oh yeah. I met Allie that night and then the next time we saw each other, she was like, you're not blonde. See, that's the Halloween costume trick. Absolutely. Um, one year, again, this also wasn't like particularly sexy, but it was kind of fun and, you know, again, sh- showed your legs off. Mm-hmm. I went as Alana from Broad City. Oh, that was a great costume. You did look really good. Yeah. Uh, remember the year I made all of my, I told all of my friends what to dress up for, for my birthday? Yeah, you ordered us. Uh-huh. I, I, well, yeah, it was a strong suggestion. Uh, some people deviated. Yeah. <laughs> I love you both. Uh, but I made our friend Carter dress as a UPS man. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. He, he looked great. He would thank me for it now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're, you ordered me to dress as Mrs. Frizzle. I did. And I pulled it off. You really did. Yeah. UPS guy feels like a very attainable, like, interesting costume if you want to look hot. Well, if you're, I think UPS is good if you're already hot. Right, right, but I'm, yes. If you're already hot and you just don't want to put in a lot of effort and you want to, like, look hot on Halloween. Yeah, UPS. It's great. It's really good. But I don't think a UPS is good if you're not hot. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. Because you're not, like, thing. classically hot. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is, let's say you're, let's say there are average-looking people and hot people. Uh-huh. Okay? Right? Uh-huh. If you're an average-looking person, you can use Halloween to make yourself look hot with a certain costume. Okay. With 
if you're a guy, maybe you wear a cool suit and you're James Bond or something. You know, like, okay. there's there are costumes you can wear to make you look hotter than you typically are in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're girls, you don't wear pants, that kind right. of thing. You know? okay. Right, okay. But if you're already hot, then you have other options that make you look hot and low maintenance, like UPS. Hot and low maintenance is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's why I always tried to dress as a child. Because <laughs> then it was like... Because oh, I just was trying not to look hot. Right. Like, not because I was like, I'm so hot, I need to tone it down. No, no, no. You just didn't want the pressure and of the, attempting to yes, look hot. and maybe the rejection. Yeah. Of it's not working. Right. Right. I'm going to send this to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine telling your therapist... Okay, I need you to subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> Get caught up. Here's my card. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, before we sign off, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about a tweet that you sent me. Oh, yes. Okay. Can you pull up the tweet? I will. Okay. I hear it. Here's the tweet. Okay. Oh, am I, I'm reading it. Yes. Okay. Um, so this tweet is from... Uh, a person on Twitter named Lizzie Logan, and it says, Official ranking of best jobs for boyfriends. Number one, architect. Number two, carpenter. Number three, chef. Number four, journalist. Family money, in parentheses. Number five, doctor. In parentheses, not too sad. Number six, <laughs> lawyer. In parentheses, not too mean. Number seven, owner of winery. Number eight, owner of bar. Number nine, celebrity mechanic, if that's a thing. Number ten, cowboy, question <laughs> mark. Um, so I think it's a great question of what is the sexiest professions to you. Or se- there's diff- I guess there's a difference between sexy professions and then ideal romantic partner professions. I think that's the, yeah, I think it's the ideal romantic partner profession. The one that you're like, oh, I have... I have this vision of my life with yes. an ex. Or like, oh, I not only am I dating this hot, great person, but also they're a yeah. fill in the blank. So what are those for you? Um, I mean, dentist would be on the top. Right. Or like, I, I, doctor, not too sad. Yeah. Um, what else would I be very into... I, when I'm on apps, my eye is always caught when I see lawyer. Like, lawyer mm-hmm. instantly gets me excited. Because, I mean, there, uh, money is definitely a part of it, but it's really not the main thing. The thing about a lawyer that's so attractive is that you have to be a certain level of smart to be a lawyer, you know? Yeah. And it's like also implies that you have some things together. Yeah. You like went to school. Right. Also you could you could be doing something great with it. Well, I mean, and that is also part of the fantasy is yeah. what if like they're a lawyer and they fight for really important causes. Yeah. Lawyers are Here's the thing with lawyers the top. is assuming like everything else that they're a good person and you're attracted to them and all that mm-hmm. all that jazz. You either have one or two options. Both sound pretty appealing. Either one, they make a lot of money doing corporate lawyer stuff Uh or they fight for an important cause and it's like both sound great to me both sound great 
But what's the, what was the top, what was the number one? Architect. On That's like the classic rom-com. Yeah, it truly is. Boyfriend is Architect. Which also sounds nice, but I don't have any specific reasons for wanting to date an architect other than it's like, fits a rom-com fantasy, and that's fun. Yeah. But I don't personally have any other reasons. Um, I've dated a drummer before, and I there's something I think very sexy about drummers. Sure, not to me personally. Yeah, for me there are. Um, definitely part of the fantasy is dating a chef. <sighs> But then they have those hours. They have those hours. That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. That's what you don't see on No Reservations. Yeah. I don't know. Well, in No Reservations, they were both chefs, so they worked the same hours. So that was actually a big part of the plot, (laughs) right? Cool. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, worked together in the same kitchen. (laughs) It was more like a workplace romantic comedy. you think of, like, oh, my boyfriend's a chef, it's like, he's making you breakfast and, like... You come over for dinners that he's cooking. Classic movie chef boyfriend, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, wasn't he a bad boyfriend? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's like one that where, you yeah, know, he was a chef. Yeah. He like made her that great cupcake for her birthday. Um, but yeah, I, I, but it doesn't have to be a chef. I guess a guy who cooks really, it just fits the mold of what makes that appealing. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather I would uh, rather just be someone with like even a boring job that that loves to cook for me specifically. Absolutely, yes, one hundred percent. Other jobs. Well, I find teachers very attractive. Okay, I could really get on with like a professor moment. Okay, here's what I find attractive about teachers. One, both of my parents are teachers, so like I understand that world very well. Mm-hmm. It's like I get mm-hmm. it already. Like. Mm-hmm. I already know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Number two, again, they're, you're, like, good with kids, pretty stable, typically. Right. Um, and number three, summer's off. Summer's off. Okay. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Something really appealing about that. Yeah. Summer's off to cook for me, yeah. specifically. Um, and weekends off, you know. Yeah. Um, other... Really great professions. I would also throw in the mix something about, like, uh, similar to journalism, family money. <laughs> something yeah. like... Uh, anything family money? Yeah, anything family money, but specifically, like, I'm doing a lot of good in the world, yeah, family money. totally. Or, like, I work for a very liberal organization. Right. Or, you know, family money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I did have a crush on a a mail carrier. Oh. At the post office. A specific one. Yeah. It was when I was working from home, so I I would, I was just like looking out my window a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And I would always see when he came by and he'd be like, what's up? Yeah. I mean, I think actually all of mine would be super weird. Okay. Because I would love for, like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Well. Yeah, I think the top of the, of the list, though, for me is lawyer. If I had to pick one. I think lawyer is very easily the top. Because it could go in so many directions. Yeah, and there's a surprising number of lawyers out there. Like... I feel like I see lawyers on dating apps all the time. Yeah. 
I've had so many crushes on lawyers. Yeah. All right. All right. Number one. Any lawyers who listen to the pod, please get in touch with or us. Or if you have a lawyer in your life that yeah. is single and looking to meet us. Honestly, I mean, this is just like, I think goes for every episode. But if you are a friend of ours, or we like, we know who you are, mm-hmm. you know, you're not a complete total stranger. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Listening to this. And you feel like, oh, I have the perfect person for Linda or Sandra to date. Like, please tell us. <laughs> I, again, am referrals only right now. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a desperate plea. I mean, like, because the dream really is to be set up by oh, someone 100%. you trust. And I thought at this point I'd be set up a lot more than I ever have been. Me too. It's just not, I, what's wrong with all of you? <laughs> here's, here's the ultimate problem with that. Okay. One is, there's, there's two problems really. I think there's a shortage of good single men in the world. Okay. Primarily, okay. Is, I think the biggest problem is like our friends are like, yeah, if we knew someone, we'd tell you. We don't yeah, know yeah, anyone, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, number two is even our friends that do know guys that are single. Um, they know like, and and this is less and less the case because we've had a lot of people move away recently. Right. <laughs> but. We have a friend group with a lot of single women in it. Right. And so it's like, who do I pick to set up with this person? There's a lot of inherent competition, you know? Like, they could invite someone to a party, and then there's like four of us at this party. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds like someone's dream. That sounds like my personal dream. No. On the other end. Yeah, but that's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not happening to us on the other end. It's happening to us on the unlucky end. But I would still be fine with that. I mean, well, then I get on. I don't know. You're right. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, we just need this plea for people to set us up. Right. And then now well, no, you're. I think, no, I'm saying, what I'm saying is I get why other people, why it's hard for them. Okay. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. Obviously, they should definitely do it. Right. I'm empathizing with our married friends who are like, yeah, it's. I would love to set you up, but it's not that easy. I just don't really want any excuses. <laughs> this isn't my problem to solve. <laughs> this is our friends. Yeah. Who did it. Right. I just want to be in love. <laughs> sure. Of course. Oh. Yeah. Well, is there any way we could end this episode on a slightly more positive note? I would note? like to do that. Great. Let's think of a way. Let's think of a way. Hmm. I can mention that I was recently in the Austin airport and I was having an emotional time. And even through like my sadness, um, I couldn't help but notice that every single human being in the Austin airport was incredibly hot. That's a hot airport. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. And when I say every person, I really do mean every person. Yeah, I believe that. Like, people that are, would ne- I would never consider to be my type, I was incredibly attracted to. Every person that would just, like, walk past me, I would, ta- I would do a double take. Um, yeah. Everyone was hotter in the Austin airport. So, 
the Austin airport has its flaws, particularly with its food offerings. <laughs> um, but I highly recommend flying through there if you ever can, um, if you need to be around hot people. That's a great advice. I love airport crush shopping. Uh-huh. So imagine I would just explode if I was there. Yeah. What other airports in the country do you think have a higher, you know, hot person? Well, I mean, everyone's hot in L.A., right? So, yeah. like, that probably seems L.A. Right. That seems right. Um, you've been to, like, Seattle and Portland, right? Have yeah. Have you been to the airports in those cities? Yeah. I would say mixed bag. Okay. I haven't been to the Portland airport, just the Seattle one, where they took a train. Yeah. But, yeah, hot, hot people in Seattle. Here's the thing, mm. though. I recently heard someone who lived in L.A. talk about how, like, everyone's hotter in Austin. Like. Okay. So I think Austin may be just be, like, the hottest city in the country right now. Yes, it is. Yeah. We're, we're naming that. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why their airport is just, like, just blew me away. Did you hear that before or after you went? Before. Do you think that influenced? No. Okay. No, because I'm just remembering it now, and it wasn't like I heard it right before. It's it was been a while ago on a podcast. I don't know. I have to go and see, check okay. it out for myself. Great. All right. Do you feel better? I do. Fantastic. All right. Let's sign off and tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Linda J Bailey. Great. Where can they find you? All of my social media is at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z. Thanks for listening. We're glad to be back. Yes. We'll be back now. We'll be back. Yes, we'll be back. More regular. Every other week, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Bye. Bye. Bye.